Wait, what do you think the word is when somebody has two ponytails? Pigtails. It's pigtails. It's not pinktails. Pigtails. P-I-G-T-A-I-L-S. Hello, welcome back to Under Our Roof. I'm Lizzie. I'm a rom-com. What? what? I don't know. You're a rom-com queen. I'm a rom- I'm Kate Hudson. Yeah. I would say she, Kate Hudson and Julia Roberts are maybe the most undisputed rom-com queens. Maybe yeah. Jennifer Lopez? I don't know. Eh, no, I think those two. Those for two. For sure. They're pretty great. We are still kind of plowing through rom-coms. What does that say about our mental state? We are really wanting comfort watches. We watched uh, Princess Diaries 1 and 2. We went Grace through had a never, half-a-thon. You didn't even know about Princess Diaries 2. I did not know that they made that. It's I didn't so know. good. If you haven't seen it, it's maybe better than the first one. I don't think it is. I agree, but a lot of people say it is. But it's it was good. It was, it was entertaining for sure. And then we watched Devil Wears Prada... Which, yeah, certainly uh, there's some jokes in there that have aged very poorly, but man, is it a zippy movie. It is zippy. It's fun. It's, it's funny. Fun. And the- it's not really a rom-com, which is also fun about it. I know. We were like, what genre is Devil Wears Prada? It's really not a rom-com because she doesn't, unless it's like she's romancing herself and her future. Yeah, that's, that's one way of looking at it. She doesn't really end up with anyone in the movie. Well, I don't mm. want to give any spoilers if you somehow haven't seen The Devil Wears Prada, the 2004 The real film? love story is between her and Meryl Streep. Yeah, I guess that's true. But they, you know, it doesn't necessarily have a happy ending. Well, or does it? Or does depending it? how we you look know. at it. No spoilers here. <laughs> we're, prof- we're professional podcasters. Welcome to Under Our Roof. This is a cozy queer listen where we talk with you about what's been going on under our roof. There is no theme to this show there is no rhyme there is almost never reason and we're so happy to be doing this for about three seasons with you we did watch per your recommendation uh this rom-com that was a queer rom-com called crush oh yeah that was that super was cute straight to hulu mm-hmm. but we really enjoyed it i need to be on my a game to get into cal arts through your medium of choice show us your happiest moment no pressure though page no edibles before school. We've talked about this. That would be my best friend, Dylan. He's kind of like my platonic soulmate. You think that your crush on Gabriella Campos is Cal Artworthy? This semester, I'm going to make my move. Oh, yeah? Name one time that you've made a move. Is she in slow motion again? Yeah. Music playing in the background? Mm-hmm. You are a lost cause. It's time for you to move on. There are plenty of other queer options for you to date. Like who? What about Chantel? Hell no. She's tried to put a love spell on me at least six times. Wait, duh. What about AJ? Why would I ever do that? That's Gabby's sister. Hey, what about Amy? Gateway gay. She's fingered every girl in the school. So what? I'm sure she's washed her hands. Hey. (laughs) Are you coming out today? I've actually, I've been out for a really long time. I'm extremely gay. I was actually talking about track tryouts. Right. Maybe I'll see you later. Bye, so Gabby. long. Really? You? Try, try us? Listen up! Uh, AJ, you gonna train Paige. Isn't that literally your job as coach? My job as coach is to motivate through fear. <laughs> so track. Why? I thought you were more interested in art. Since you asked, none of it feels right to me. Don't be afraid to draw something a little more vulnerable. 
Now I have to become an athlete, make the perfect thing for CalArts, and pick the right girl. I haven't kissed anyone. I don't know how to kiss. Yeah, you're probably a terrible kisser. You need to teach me. No. What? What? Ew. No means no, Paige. Come on. Yeah, I thought that was cute. It was really fun. I always fall asleep in movies if we watch a movie in bed before we go to sleep. Like, I I often can't even make it through a TV episode, Mm -hmm. let alone a movie. But I stayed awake for Crush. And it was really, really cute and fun. I I enjoyed Crush. I did spot the twist from the beginning. But that's okay. Yeah, you're so good at spotting twists. Yeah, I spotted what the twist was from the jump. But aside from odd wardrobe choices... I thought the casting was good. There, there's something that I think that maybe millennial slash Gen X people that are making movies do to make characters who are played by Gen Z actors seem younger. And one of them, and I think it's almost unforgivable every time, is pigtails. Oh, yes. You gotta stop. I don't, you gotta stop with that. It's the second movie where I've seen someone be like, this person is young and we're telling you that because they'll wear pink tails a lot. And it just seems odd for the character. Wait, what do you think the word is when somebody has two ponytails? Pink tails. It's pig tails. It's not pink tails. Pink tails. P-I-G-T-A-I-L-S. Pig tail, pig tails? Pig tails. That's, I don't. That's what it is. Think that's it doesn't right. really make sense because what does a pig have two tails? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't. Pink tails. It's like a girly thing, and pink was you like think a girly. It's pink tails. Pig tails. My love. My love. It is pigtails. Pigs have one tail. I don't know what to tell, but that's why it's plural. It's not. It's a ponytail or pigtails plural. I don't think I ever realized how much livestock imagery was being used <laughs> in. Uh, traditionally women's hairstyles well and how do you feel about that (laughs) there's also fishtail braids fishtail braids yeah what's the horsetail what's it ponytail ponytail pigtails and then fishtail braids normal braids are just braids i guess sure but i've done french braids yeah that's not an animal of course not (laughs) with all the love and affection to the good people of france yeah but are they french we don't know are the braids French? Yeah, are the braids French. I have no idea. Like, where'd we get that from? That, I don't know. If you knew someone in school who could French braid, they were... That girl. Popular. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they knew... Like, their their invite to the sleepover was never declined. Oh, yeah. They're at every sleepover. They Absolutely. could have an awful personality, <laughs> but if you knew that you could go to sleep with French braids, wake up, have perfectly crimped hair... Mm-hmm. I feel like you kind of knew how to French braid, right? I did not know how to French braid, but I did get French braids a lot. Oh. If I keep putting off when I get my hair done for the new era <laughs> of music, I will have French. I will be able to get my hair French braided again. But I hear you going back to the pigtails thing. Like, you know what? Teens who are like trying to feel like adult and cool mm-hmm. don't do is wear pigtails. Agreed. Like it's, but it does. It's sort of supposed to signify it's something that, young. Yeah, it's something that creative directors have done. I've noticed in movies, and I'm just assuming that it's not a Gen Z person making that decision. So that's why I want to be like, get it together. Yeah. That is not what a youth would do. <laughs> I'm not a youth at this <laughs> point anymore, and I know that. Like they are not <laughs> doing that. No. Um. But if you are looking for a queer rom com that is really quite a delight. That is like teen, I would say it's like a 10 things I hate about you, 
borderline enemies to lovers type thing. A little bit a of little that. Bit. Yeah. Check out Crush on Hulu. I will say that I have a pet peeve for these great concept movies, and I would say that Crush is one of these movies, that just there's something about the sheen of it all. It's in the editing. I think it's in the music that d- feels straight to Hulu. Like it doesn't have yeah. that theatrical um gloss quality yeah Mm -hmm. and i want to see a bit more of that we just started the other rom-com with reese witherspoon and ashton kutcher your place for stars it's on straight to netflix and immediately you can tell you're like yeah of course this is straight to netflix you just can tell there's there's a little like taste (laughs) factor to it where if you were to put me in like one of those buzzfeed booth things where they're like is this movie like homosexuals respond to this <laughs> movie and tell us what they think i would know that it was straight to netflix i would know that this wasn't released in theaters i know what is that it's something about it's like the little choices that we as lay people cannot see mm-hmm. but somebody that makes feel. somebody that makes movies could explain but i think it's something in like the sets in the lighting in the yeah i think sets have a lot to do with it I agree. And I think pacing, going from Devil Wears Prada, where every scene had like a purpose, everything was moving, we're bustling, we have stakes. That's another thing that you said. Yeah. High stakes. It doesn't have to be life or death stakes, but there has to be stakes. Everyone remembers that scene in Devil Wears Prada where Anne Hathaway needs to get that unpublished Harry Potter book. Like I said, the movie doesn't age super well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that's one of the most memorable tasks though that she has to do because the Mm -hmm. movie's all about having a bad boss and being put through the ringer and having to do all these undoable things Mm -hmm. like these crazy tasks and one of them is that miranda her boss who's supposed to be anna wintour from vogue is like you have to get the two or you have to get the new harry potter book oh it's the one that's not out yet you have to get the unpublished manuscript and then there's twins so she has to make two of them and the closest comparison i have to that is when my former boss printed out a photo of a puppy and he was like i want this and he like put it on my desk i remember i worked for a film director i might have shared this story in the past but basically i worked for a movie director for a year it was bad uh it wasn't it wasn't a good time and he would he came into my office or my office my the reception area mm-hmm. and ha- handed a photo that he'd print out of a puppy and he was like we got to get this dog and i was like oh like you're looking to adopt a puppy like how exciting like i was being so nice i was like that's great like um here are some places that we can look at and he's like no it needs to be this dog and i had no and then he left and i had no idea where he got the photo from and this the reason why it reminded me of that he's like i've already showed the photo to the kids they're like really excited about this dog and i was like okay i had no other further information i had to do i had to like something like scan the image do a reverse image search eventually i did find that it was an available puppy on pet finder but they had to take like a private plane to get there or something and he had me ask jim carrey if we could like (laughs) use his his private plane to like get the puppy did he say yes i can't i don't remember i don't think so really or maybe he did say yes i can't in any case he did take a plane from the private airfield in Van Nuys. <laughs> um, or maybe they drove. Or it was also one of those things where, like, I had a dog that wasn't good with other dogs. And I remember, like, I had to seriously consider. I had an 80-pound pit bull who was so sweet to humans but was definitely abused and couldn't be around other dogs. And I was trying to figure out how, because he was about to be out of town for a while and he like, had to get this puppy and the people 
on the phone, this is coming back to me like a like like a flashback. <laughs> um, we're like, yeah, you you, I'll give you the puppy if he can get here. Like, aren't y'all in Los Angeles? Because the dog was in like Sacramento or some mm-hmm. crazy like some faraway area like that. And they're like, if you can be here within like twenty four to forty eight hours, and I was like, I might need to like pack my not good with other dogs dog in a car and like figure out some go and get this other puppy and like put him in a kennel or something mm-hmm. and like hope for the best and drive to Sacramento and drive back <laughs> with this puppy. That did end up going on to destroy my passport, but that's an yeah. I remember <laughs> that's that. a story for another time. The puppy threw up all over your car another time, another time, and destroyed an eight-year passport. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> this is not at all what the episode for today is about. We're doing a big, swift change in th- the theme of today's episode. Today, I want to talk about the law and why you should be obeying it. <laughs> And I'm thinking about that a little bit because uh, Cardi B has been posting about her community service and uh, she writes stuff on Twitter about like obey the law. Like if you do, if you do the crime, you do the what time. Is her, was it like a driving thing? Or, like, I don't know. What's what, the crime? I, I don't really know. But she's doing community service mm-hmm. and has been posting uh, stuff about like following the law. And then also we have a lawyer in our midst. We don't discuss this intentionally very frequently on the podcast, but I thought today – it could be kind of fun to put some of your legal knowledge to the test and see if you know the laws All in right, this country. I'm ready. Do I you feel know like the laws? Such a misconception, though, I do have to say, and I know you don't have this misconception, but a lot of people do, is mm-hmm. that when you go to law school, you just like learn all the laws. You know you, the law. And you have a sense of all different types of things. In law school, you're really learning how to read cases and like think like a lawyer but you don't Mm -hmm. really memorize a lot of laws when you study for the bar you do but even then it's so limited anyway people are always like oh i have this landlord tenant issue can you help i'm like i have no idea about one single thing about landlord tenant law i never learned it in school i've never been a landlord tenant lawyer yeah there's so many areas of the law that i know nothing about because i do a pretty specific type of law so this is like my legal knowledge but Also, not really, because I don't have that much legal knowledge about random things. And this is in various states across the country. Awesome. I thought it could be fun to teach y'all and myself and Lizzie through, I would say this is a game. I would say it's a bit of a quiz. Yeah, it's a quiz. Quiz show music. Yes, it's a quiz. Basically, it's a true or false quiz. Are these laws real or are they fake? Okay. And, and I'll discuss why. And you will discuss why you think which is which. Great. And you can't look at my computer screen. Okay. Because we don't have a better setup. And if you look, you'll see the order of operations. So don't look. Okay. I am not looking. All right. So, my love, are you ready to begin the quiz? I am. Here we go. Is this a real law or is it fake? Apparently, both Louisiana and Virginia have little faith in female drivers. Louisiana requires a woman's husband to wave a flag in front of his wife's car before she can drive it. If a woman wants to drive down Main Street in Virginia, her husband is supposed to walk in front of the car waving a red flag. Better alert the public, the ladies are about to hit the road. Is this law real or fake? I feel like... It could be real because it could be something that's still on the books. Like, there's a surprising amount of laws that are not enforced, but that are just still on the books for whatever reasons. And, you know, those are both 
southern states that could have some sort of misogynistic laws like that. But I also don't know. There, There's some missing pieces for me here. Because what if someone's not married? You didn't say women who are unmarried can't drive. And also, the Louisiana one, do, or both of them, do they have to do this every time she drives? Or just the first time to, like, christen the car? There's too many holes for me, so I'm going to say it's fake. It is a real law. Wow. To your point that is still on the books, I will say all the laws that we are going to be going through mm-hmm. are not enforced for okay. the most part. Okay. I could be wrong about some of them, but largely this was like a things that I found on the internet of like, you wouldn't believe what laws are technically still on the books, but I, I don't think this is happening. I would suspect that this was a law that might have existed back in the horse-drawn carriages type age or something like that. I don't know. I mean, it's very weird, but it's real. It's a real law. Okay. That's some sort of a flag (laughs) that people need to be alerted of a woman driving a car. Wow. Plus, I don't get it. Like, what if you don't have a husband? It doesn't add up. No, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't add up. Even now, like, obviously now you could be married and not have a husband. You could have a spouse that's not a man or a Mm -hmm. wife, whatever. But even back then, plenty of people weren't married. Yeah, but it was a bleak time to not be married. You couldn't, like, have a credit card. It's true. Like, yeah, wait, what did people do? How did women get credit cards if they weren't married? I don't when think you, you needed a husband to get well, a credit card for I you? don't even think you could have a credit card. It would just be your husband. And so I guess if you were still living at home, then, like, your dad? parents would, yeah. But what if you didn't have a dad? I don't know. God, that is pretty bleak. I just, I think about things when people say, like, I was born in the wrong generation like you don't i don't think that's right there's a trend on tiktok about that have you seen it where it's like i know i was born in the right generation because i enjoy like (laughs) being married to a woman and like drinking my iced coffee just stuff that obviously didn't exist a few decades ago i mean there's i understand like you miss like i i'm sad i never got to experience a soda fountain but i don't want to like go back to the 1950s there are still some soda fountains you could definitely experience one baby you know falling down around your house and the curtains up and no one is around if you ever feel alone out of touch i'd show up i'd show up the next law that we have for your perusal okay for your uh no assessment all right i'm ready is from your home state of north carolina all right Let's see how well you know the laws in North Carolina. <laughs> Not well. <laughs> I haven't lived there in 10 so years. So, lady, if you're a bingo lover, you're going to be disappointed to find out that a game cannot last longer than five hours in the great state of North Carolina. And it's even worse if you like a little glass of wine while playing, which I think you absolutely would if you were playing bingo. Oh, yeah. Because in this state, North Carolina, it is illegal to be intoxicated while playing bingo. Well, my home state has a lot of really weird alcohol laws. Like, I remember going out to brunch on a Sunday at 1130 and not being able to get a mimosa because you can't get alcohol before noon on a Sunday. On the Lord's Day, yes. On the Lord's Day. Absolutely correct. And just the fact that they Keep have the- your eyes on Jesus. Yeah. The fact- Sunday. Moving to California and being able to buy a bottle of gin at Trader Joe's was so nice. Like, why on earth do they have it be government-owned stores only? crazy anyway north carolina has horrible alcohol laws they're really really annoying so i'm gonna guess true for this one because them having bizarre laws about bingo and alcohol 
And the five-hour thing, yeah, I believe it. It is true. That is a real law in in North Carolina. All right. Look at you, daughter of the Carolinas. <laughs> All that knowledge. I mean, I guess I did actually rely on my not legal knowledge, but just knowledge of my of home the state. state. There yeah. you go. In New Hampshire, is it against the law to inhale bus fumes with the intent of inducing euphoria? In where, New Hampshire? In New Hampshire, do you believe that it is against the law to inhale bus fumes with the intent of inducing euphoria? Okay, at this point, like, I obviously <laughs> don't know if the laws are real or not. It's so could go either way on all of these. But my question is, like, would my spouse make this up? Yes. Because that's the other option. If it's not a real yeah. law, mm-hmm. then you made it up. Right. And this one's so weird, like, to think of. But I'm going to say it's fake. It is a real law. Wow. It is a real law. Okay. Married women are required to get their husband's approval before watching or consuming porn in the state of North Dakota. Is that a real or fake law? Uh, I'm going to say fake Mostly because I'm 50-50 on it, and we haven't had a fake one yet, so... It is fake. I made that one up. I made that one up. Now let's go to my birth state, South Carolina. Um, Don't get excited if you didn't know that before, and you're listening, and you're like, oh my gosh, like, I never knew Grace was born in South Carolina, and I wonder what stories that they may have from South... I have nothing. I don't remember anything. I was born there, and I think we moved, like six months after yeah from what your parents have said you would not have had any any memories but i do think it's funny that we both were born in the carolina just carolina girly things carolina girls were born only a few months apart too Mm -hmm. but obviously we would have never crossed paths well here's what i learned about south carolina or did i (laughs) okay or did i south carolina is changing the world one bumper sticker at a time if your bumper sticker lacks serious literary artistic political or scientific value then you can end up with a fine of up to two hundred dollars is this true or false who decides that that is so okay so i think it's true but i have to say what a weird difficult thing to enforce because if it lacks scientific artistic political value is that what you said Mm mm-hmm literary artistic political or scientific value you can end up with a fine of two hundred dollars like true or false okay i think it's true i'll say my final answer but just thinking about it who enforces that like it would who i mean i guess it would be the police like i don't know because i mean that's typically like the front line for Mm -hmm. enforcing laws but then if you were to contest it and then eventually like have a lawsuit about it then the court, which is much better equipped to dis- make a decision like that, mm. a judge and jury, but like, otherwise, who, it's just in people's discretion if it has value. Because you could say anything has artistic value. Well. You, you could say. <laughs> I'm not saying anything does. I'm saying you could right, say right. anything had artistic value. Yes. One man's trash, another man's treasure type sure. stuff. Sure, sure, sure. Anyway, I think it's true, though. It is true. Wow. It is a true law. But I, too, wondered about how you would enforce yeah. that. Or just how you would decide when to enforce it. Okay, let's stick with um, another one about fines, shall we? All right. In West Virginia, women can be fined if they attend church services with uncoiffed hair. Is this true or false? False, because I don't think there's many law. I could be wrong because, again, I don't know all the laws everywhere, certainly not in West Virginia. 
But I don't think there's a lot of laws controlling what people can do in church. That's kind of the whole point. So well, I think you, it, well, you think <laughs> I think it's false. So I'm wrong. No, it is false. Okay. I, made, I made that one up. Okay. But there was a weird one about eating peanuts in church. Weird. Um, so that's why it made me think of it for something that I could write down. Okay. What about this one? True or false? In Delaware, R-rated movies shall not be shown at drive-in theaters. Is this true hmm. or false? I could see it being true because a lot of these movie ratings are, you know, to protect the vulnerable, the innocent children, mm-hmm. whatever, from seeing stuff like that. And at a drive-in, you have a lot less control over maybe the sound could carry if there's profanity and stuff. So I kind of get why you might have that law. So I think it's true. It is true. Interesting. You're on a roll now. You're getting these right. Let's try this one. Okay. True or false. The drinking age in Rhode Island is 21, but underage kids are allowed to drink for educational purposes if they also spit it out afterwards. Okay. So drinking age stuff is really interesting to me because everybody knows, you know, the drinking age is 21 in the United States, but there's actually a good amount of exceptions to that. And there's many states where you can drink underage if you are at home and you have a parent present and... There's also exceptions for like some people in the military because I remember there being an argument that you know you can, you shouldn't be able to be able to be sent away for war when you're 18 mm-hmm. and not be able to drink. But actually, some like on military bases there are some exceptions where like service members can drink. I don't know. So there's there's various exceptions mm-hmm. to the 21 rule, and I think for religious reasons too. I mean the Episcopal Church serves real wine to anybody for Eucharist. Let's go. So (laughs) anyway, I think I could see this being law, but the spitting it out thing is too weird to me. So I'm going to say false. Okay. It is false. Mm -hmm. I did make it up, but it was another one that I was inspired by reading another law where you are allowed to, if you're in like a, I don't think it's Rhode Island, but there was one state where for culinary purposes, if you're like working at a restaurant or something Mm -hmm. and you have to like, take orders for wine or whatever, then you need to be able, or if you're wanting to be a chef or something, Mm -hmm. there's some state that has like very specific like culinary things of like, you wouldn't be able to do your job or learn without tasting wine. So, but you have to spit it out after. Really? So there's a state, it's just not Rhode Island. There's some state or regulation in there. Yeah. Okay. Making making you spit it out after seems really (laughs) very really weird. You just have to swear you're not going to drink it. In Denver, is it illegal to honk your horn after 8 p.m. in residential areas? In Denver. In Denver, Colorado. I think that's true because I just can see why people would have that rule. I mean, in LA, many of the streets, there isn't a no honking rule. Although honestly, it'd be kind of nice if there was because I've heard people honk so loud to clearly just like, you know, tell somebody to move, not to avoid an accident, but just to sort of like be obnoxious. And I'm like, I can hear you so loudly in my house. What is wrong with you? So I can kind of see the need for that. Although of course, if it's going to help in the name of safety, then it's fine to honk. Um, so anyway, I, I think it's true. It is false. Really? I made it up. Wow, that was, you But there are me. weird, there are like a lot of weird cities that have honking rules. So that's yeah. why I thought of it. In Louisiana, don't try to send anyone a surprise pizza or you'll have to pay heavily for this appalling gesture. 
a whole $500 fine is coming your way if you participate or engage in sending unsolicited pizza. That's so True funny. True or false. It's so specific. And I can kind of see why if people were using this as a prank and then the delivery people or the pizza restaurant were missing out on or were the ones kind of bearing the brunt of not getting paid or whatever. I, I could see this being true. So I think it's true. It is true. Mm-hmm. It is true. This is probably something from back in the day when you would pay in cash. Yeah. And people would come to your door and you'd do it to like prank someone. They'd be out 20 bucks or something yeah. for a bunch of pizzas. So I think that's probably where it came from. Mm-hmm. And it's I, I would expect not enforced at all today because i think like surprising i mean think about how people will maybe like send a friend grubhub when they're not feeling well like sure well then you've already paid for it that's true but like you can surprise people with food and i don't think that you get arrested in louisiana but you can always write to us at under our roof pod at gmail.com if any of these laws have ever applied to you (laughs) or if you knew about them in some way shape or form if you ever got wasted at a bingo game in North Carolina, we would like to hear from you. If you plan on getting wasted at a bingo game just to see, just to test those waters, please write to us at underourroofpod at gmail.com. Here's going to be our last one, lady. Okay, I'm ready. I wish I could keep track of how many you got right and how many you got wrong. I think I've definitely been winning more than half the time. Okay. Don't you think? I'm going to have to go in and post and let you know. Okay. At this point in the quiz Lizzie has answered 7 out of 10 questions correctly. Meaning she has answered 3 questions wrong. Let's see if she can get this last true or false right. Will the eldest daughter gay excellence prevail? Here's our final true or false. Okay, I'm ready. This is for the law. This is how well you know the law. (laughs) How well you can feel the law. Alright. All domesticated horses are required to be given full names in Sheridan, Wyoming. The penalty for a nameless horse can be up to $300. Okay, Wyoming is horse country. They're serious about horses there. (laughs) They are horse girls through and through, so I'm going to say true. It's false. Oh, really? I made it up. You really tricked me with that You fell into my trap. Yeah, I fell right into it. I was thinking about what state would have like weird horse laws. Well, also, you having it as a specific town. Yeah, I looked up a town in Wyoming. Wow. I had a lot of fun making this quiz. Yeah, that is really sneaky. I was like, oh, well, it's so specific to a town. It's got to be real. Mm -hmm. All right. You got me with that one. Well, um, were you surprised by any of these? Uh, I think the weirdest one might be the driver one, the female driver one. I still don't really get it. Like, I I still don't get what that even means. Wait. Like, wave a flag? Like, it's just so strange. Let me look at... Let me, like, do just a little bit before we... Before we part ways, let's get a little clarification. This is from MotorBiscuit.com, so I would say a pretty reliable source. Southern Living rounded up obscure laws throughout the American South's history. One regulation in New Orleans and Memphis prohibited women from driving downtown unless a man walked or ran in front of the vehicle while waving a red flag to alert other motorists and pedestrians. The publication joked whether it was the city council's way of telling the mayor's wife she was a terrible driver. Okay, that's interesting because it sort of clarifies that it just has to be a man. It doesn't have to be your husband. I see. And so that's, I think, helpful to know. And then also it's only driving downtown. So you could drive out on a country lane or something and not 
need that to happen, which makes sense. I feel like most of the time when I'm starting my car, no one's around. So right. it'd be like very strange to wave a flag in front of it. It'd feel just symbolic and silly. But it would feel super normal if you were downtown driving. Well, I and get there that was a man they're basically being like, okay, woman driver coming through, everybody be aware. It makes more sense, even though it's still obviously sexist and so dumb, but it makes more sense now. I feel like I get it a little bit more now. Yeah, it seems what we could tell that there was some sort of internal politics thing where people on a council wanted to humiliate women or make an example out of someone's wife who I guess was a bad driver or something like that. So it's a really probably a great way of spending your time in public office. Yeah. I kind of wish there was a law that you had to give every horse a full name. I really like that one. I like that one too. It's cute. Plus I love first, middle and last. First, middle and last. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Oh, well, I feel like a lot of horses don't have that. I think they do. Middle is sort of strange. I don't also think horses really have last names. Like, only in, like, a jokey way would you say, like, peas and carrots, Baldridge. Well, that would be peas and and carrots. carrots. That's a middle. But I think of it as, like, a... Well, it would be peas, the first name, and carrots, Baldridge. (laughs) Okay. And carrots is the middle. I've heard of people that don't have middle names. Yeah, a lot of people don't. I didn't know that. That's, I mean, I guess I wouldn't say a lot, but I've I've known several who have I thought not. that you had to. It just no. goes to show that like the framework that you're given when you're a kid, you often just think like, oh, this is how the world is. Like mm-hmm. everyone has three names. No. Some people have more. I know. And some people only have two. I know. But you have to have two, I think. What do you mean? Like you have to have a first and a last. Oh, right. You have to. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Well, no, actually. Remember our friend? No, they still have a first name. It's just only one letter long. Right, right, right. But they don't have a last name. Oh, really? Well, I mean, I don't know. Whoa. I'm not sure. We may know, we might not, but we may know someone with only one name. And it's one letter. I know. Is that true? I could be wrong. I feel like they have a last name, but their first name is only one letter. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, we have enjoyed making this podcast for you. It's a super rainy weekend in LA right now. So wherever you are, I know there's a lot of winter weather all around the country. Stay warm. Stay warm and safe. And thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week for a brand new episode of the show that we like to call Under Our Roof. In a sweet old-fashioned way My love for you is constant and new no matter the change or the